Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. I'm your other host, Charles Rogers, and uh, welcome to 10 Minutes Later. <laughs> we recorded the last episode. 10 Minutes Later, one week later. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we were talking on the break, and... Uh, I think we, we sort of settled on we're not going to record all of these in one day like we did volume one. We're going to space them out, but we're going to record a couple a couple every recording session. So, yeah, no, just in case, you know, there's more Obi-Wan Kenobi news as in it's been moved to not Friday now, but maybe it'll be moved do you to hear me June scream? or July, you know? If you want to hear me scream relentlessly about scheduling, like... Yeah, so maybe by the time, you know, this one airs, hopefully there's no more news. Like, I, I, I hope not. I posted on Twitter, and I will reiterate here, for, for the record, that when I said, or I posted on Twitter, and I sent it to you, but I will say it here, because when I said, I want Obi-Wan Kenobi to fuck me, this is not what I meant. <laughs> you knew what I meant, Star Wars. Right. And you did this anyway. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yep. So when we come back to you next week, it'll be a different recording day. But for today, we already played a lot of catch up in the last episode. So we're just going to dive right into this one. Let's do it. Because I've had a long week and I would like to crawl into bed and get as close to death as possible all right so if you're following along with us we are watching through the clone wars micro series we are watching volume two one original episode at a time i grew up watching this show bradley has never seen it that is the context for where we're at if you're following along we are starting at time code 12 minutes and 49 seconds and we are going to go all the way up to time code 25 minutes and 14 seconds. We start with the weird red guy and we end with Obi-Wan telling Anakin he maybe shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so if you're watching with us, pause the recording, go watch the 13 minute episode and then come back and see us. Bradley, what did you think of chapter 22 of The Clone Wars? Okay, so we're finally in the... I was going to make an endgame joke here. Um, we're in the endgame now. Um, <laughs> Christ. We're not no. doing a Marvel podcast, Bradley. We're not I doing know, a Marvel podcast. For I... one, for one, the Divas already beat us to it. Right. And for two, we don't have that kind of time. I don't have the time. I don't have the, the time patience. in my life. Like, maybe, maybe, we sit, maybe if we set up a Patreon and people give me a bunch of money to make podcasts, then we can make a Marvel podcast. I was going to say, uh, I don't have the time because if we did do this, I feel like my hair would grow out like Anakin's and it would be shoulder length by the time. <laughs> okay. I have known Bradley since 2015, I believe. 2015. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. 2015. He has had the same hairstyle since 2015. He's nodding along like he knows I'm right. So I personally would pay money to see Bradley's hair grow out like Anakin's because I've never seen him with any other fucking hairstyle in seven years. 
fun fact, when I was in middle school, I had Anakin's hair. I mean, so did I when I was in high school. I I also was a gay kid in the public education system. But I cut that shit. I was blonde. I had long blonde hair. Why did you have long blonde hair? That was... For context, context, if you've never seen Bradley, he's a brunette. (laughs) Did did, Did you dye and grow out your hair? So I was born a toehead. I had white blonde hair until I was about seven or eight. And my hair just randomly started growing out brown, like from the roots, like all of a sudden. And then when I was in um, middle school-ish era, I dyed my hair back blonde for the longest time until I decided to get into musical theater and uh, oh my god i was in a small little middle school production of willy wonka jr um and the theater teacher slash director told me that i i couldn't be in the play unless i cut my hair and so i shaved off all of my hair to be in this play and i never dyed my hair back after that and so my hair just stayed brown an interesting interesting uh little peekaboo into my glimpse, uh, glimpse yeah. into the world of bradley the glamorous bradley life deep of lore. bradley the bradley deep lore what colors has bradley's hair been right no it literally has been the same hair since 2015 he is the perpetual twink it's amazing <laughs> i have no segue there's no segue I have no segue from that. Speaking of uh, where Speaking Jedi. of perpetual twinks. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I just made it up a joke because I saw that werewolf Jedi again. In the, oh, um, God. The oh we'll get to him. We'll okay. get to him. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we're firmly in Revenge of the Sith now. Yes, for sure. Uh, we are firmly in the the moving, moving in uh, to that era, which, spoiler alert, we will get all the way up to... Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Like we will literally end two seconds before Revenge of the Sith starts. But for now, we pick up on um, the planet Bomus Cori 4, according to the Wikipedia summary that I'm looking at now. <laughs> we are with a dude named Oro Dessigny, voiced again by the same voice actor for Mace Windu, TC Carson, is voicing this guy. Okay. And this is so cart like this scene is such a Cartoon Network like dialogue scene. Yeah, I I didn't like it, uh, only for the sheer fact that it just felt out of place of Star Wars. If that makes sense, a bit. Like when I watch it, I knew the scene was coming because obviously I've seen this before, but I was watching and I was like, this is a little. It's, it's hard to put my finger on why because it's different comedically than the Obi-Wan stuff from yeah. the first volume. For sure. When he goes, uh, the whole, that was, that's not one of ours. No, General. That's Anakin. Yes, General. Like yeah. that sequence is a little different, different from that exchange. It's hard to put my finger on why. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the characterization. I don't know if it's just the way he speaks or if it's just the, like, yeah, it's just the, like he seems like a, a 
a modern day person talking. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but not that Star Wars people. It's it's the clip of the diet. It's the clip of the dialogue that. Yeah. He's also like monologuing to the droid. Like it's not a back and forth until later on. But he's like monologuing to the droid. It's a very odd sequence. It was it was choices. It was choices. It's very Cartoon Network from that era. Yeah. Put it that way. I watched it and I was like, this reminds me like of the type of shows that they would have on at that point and the type of humor they would have. Anakin and Obi-Wan roll in with their new uh character designs. Uh, catching us up to Revenge of the Sith. So this is one of the Outer Rim sieges that Anakin uh, and Obi-Wan mention in Revenge of the Sith. They jump down, battle the battle droids, and then pose dramatically so that we can see their Revenge of the Sith looks. Ah, yes. So obviously we have to have some dramatic posing. Uh, We get some of Anakin's uh, exploits. Uh, I really loved this sequence where he's running around like we're showing how he's like doing all this awesome stuff. Uh, your friend, the Wolfman is back. Yes. Our werewolf Jedi is back, back, back again. Our werewolf Jedi, uh, is it, Volveth Mon? I almost said Volveth Man again. I, I caught myself this time. Uh, it's I've funny. been listening. It's a pun. I've been listening. Sort of. Volveth. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm just realizing Volveth Mon. Wolf Wolfman. Wolf yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, these Star Wars <laughs> names. I'm surprised I didn't catch that the first time you made that mistake. Because Oh my God. I Because I'm looking at the name written out in front of me right now, and it's clearly Wolfman. Like, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. Because I'm listening to, uh, I'm listening to yet another fucking podcast. I'm, I'm listening through the Fulcrum Transmissions High Republic episode. So I am, like spending all day with the high republic in my ears and i'm like mm. i cannot get i cannot say volveth man again i cannot fuck this up again and i didn't and then i did and then i've realized something horrifying so this has been a journey uh for me to be on we will move on from it did you notice the new jedi starfighters the yellow the episode three ones yeah, they've, yeah, yeah, they've yeah, moved yeah. to the it's episode like the... three design so now they match revenge of the Sith. Yes. Now we've okay. caught up to Revenge of the Sith. Um, cool. A little while later, I'll note that they're actually using the Venators now. We get a really cool shot of them like inside the deck of the Venator looking down at the planet of Melvin, but we'll get there. Uh, Anakin flies back and, and lands and he like walks out and he's got the scar now and like Padme dramatically touches the scar. Do you know how Anakin got his scar, uh, Bradley? You know who gave it to him? Hopefully it was the Wolfman. I'm just kidding. It was not. <laughs> it's not the Wolfman. You'll like the answer. Uh, it was not Asajj Ventress. So. It was Asajj Ventress. What? Oh, yeah. How was it Asajj Ventress if he killed her in the one episode? And we didn't... He didn't. So she survives. Remember I mentioned she comes back? Yeah, but they don't. she didn't come back in this. Nope. Nope. But in the comic, she comes back. Oh, and she's the one that, yep such yep. listen, malarkey listen it is star wars right if you do not see a body that's true they're oh. not dead that's absolutely true except for mace windu who nope, i do mace maintain windu is, dead. is in that category as well he is oh my god around the all. galaxy fuck you all all of he's you are like, wrong he's got no legs he's got no arms or whatever he's got i don't Jesus. even know. i remember what happens to him <laughs> 
Uh, no, Asajj Ventress gives it to him in Legends. In canon, we have no answer for how he got that. He just scar. has a cool scar. Got it. He just has a cool scar. George Lucas once said that when he was asked that Anakin tripped and fell in the bath. That's how he got the scar. You know what? I think he has a scar because Ring Theory, they wanted him to match the scar that Kylo Ren has later on. Um, yes, and... they looked into the future and they <laughs> peered into the future and was like, hmm, Kylo Ren will have a scar. Yeah, for sure. Trilogy, so we better give Anakin one. 100%. That's exactly what it was. Safe. Because, yeah, well, we... because this was all written out you know oh in yeah the 70s so like oh yeah was, no like, we knew about ray back then down. everything yeah uh he made no changes to any, no changes, any of nothing. the films uh he Empire handed jj abrams the scripts and said here yep. just make them uh darth vader being luke's father was definitely his idea mm-hmm. um han and leia also his idea did not totally ignore all of the setup in a new hope 100 uh yeah so he shows up with the scar in Legends. He got it from Massage and Canon. We don't know where he got it, but did they fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the historic words of uh, George Lucas, they fuck. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <sighs> although now I feel like that needs to be a new thing. Instead of they fight, it's they, they fuck. fuck. They yeah. fuck. Because I... do we really need to explain it? Like they just fuck. Who cares? They, like, they fucked. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what happened. Well. We get the shot of like the they they like embrace and then the there's a shot of the light turning off, which you know she looks better in the dark. Right, she looks better in the dark. So there you go. <laughs> oh, at least according to this piece of shit. Oh god, Anakin Skywalker, I hate you so fucking much. And Padme, you can do so much better. Canon Anakin, okay, but Legends Anakin, like Padme, honey, you can do so much better. Like, come on. Yeah, uh, it is strongly implied and confirmed that this was intentional, that this is the implication, that this is when Luke and Leia are conceived. What? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess, okay, I see what you're saying, because we don't see it in Revenge of the Sith. We don't see when they fornicate to create Luke and Leia. We just know that. Well, they're not technically fornicating point. because that's that's outside of wedlock. So oh, whatever. You know what I mean? I, um, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't know exactly when they created Luke and Leia. Right. It's not so some magical night. In canon, it's this. It's this. Okay. Oh, cool. oh, trust me, they'll write like. Oh, there's a whole comic book series on it. I'm sure. But, oh, you know. oh, watch, watch fucking Halcyon Legacy three when uh when it's gonna be Anakin and Padme and Asajj Ventress on the Halcyon. Watch them be like, uh, that's where Luke and Leia were conceived. Because they were conceived right on the Halcyon. Yeah, that's and right. then um, fucking Han and Leia went to the Halcyon 20-something years later, and they conceived Kylo Ren on board oh the Halcyon. Oh, my God. Yep. Arf. And then, yep. you know what? Honestly, probably uh, Palpatine Jr. and Mysterious Woman are also fucked. They on, also on the went on the house. Look, yeah. it is now Star Wars canon that you cannot In the have same a room. child. You cannot have a child without fucking on the house. <laughs> it's canon. So after... Oh my God, the, I just realized something. What? How, how long has this uh, house been open? Star Wars uh, uh, Cruiser? It's only been like a few weeks. Yeah, but that means in the past few weeks, a child could have been conceived on the Halcyon at this point. That is plenty of time for conception. Bradley, no one no one comes to a show called Gold Squadron Gaze to hear an extended discussion on Imagine conception. you being born nine months from now 
and your parents telling you one day, oh yeah, well, you were conceived on a galactic star cruiser. <laughs> no, I take it back. This is exactly the type of conversation people come to the show. Holy for. fucking shit. Be like, well, oh you know, me and your mom, we conceived you on well, a you galactic know, star cruiser. Well, you know, me and your mom paid $6,000 to go to conceive you on, on a spaceship. God and then damn it. We had you. I can't. Jesus Lord. And they're like, and we'll take you back every single year just so you can see the room that you were conceived in. It was room 307B. Jesus. I can't. We made okay. sure to conceive you exactly where Haunted Leia conceived Kylo Ren. That's this right. will not be an ominous portent. You know, that night I just had some, you know, bad steak after the first order commandeered the Halcyon. And so we were just like, you know what, let's go to bed early tonight. And then you were conceived. I can't. Jesus Christ. This is too much. So Obi-Wan and, and Anakin are in the Outer Rim sieges. Commander Cody briefly shows up. He is here for some reason. Right. Uh, because we've got the script of Revenge of the Sith. So Commander Cody right. has to show so he's up. He's a character. That Commander Cody up. read the script is like, shit, I'm in this. I'd better show up. That's right. They let me look at my notes because they I love the scene like with them. I think they do a good job in the back five. They do a lot of catch up to establish that Obi-Wan and Anakin are actually friends at this point. So the dialogue between them where Anakin's kind of needling, he's like, you know, you always told me to feed off the living force as he's eating these gross bugs. Obi-Wan's just sitting there like, God damn it, I raised you better than this. Right. Anakin's like, no, the fuck you did not. This is exactly how you raised me. I love it. I love that whole interaction. Uh, there's a few very obvious references. Uh, Obi-Wan tells Anakin, what an incredible smell you've discovered, which is a line from A New Hope. Uh, and then like like two minutes later, he's like, there are alternatives to fighting, which is the fucking line that he says in A New Hope. I'm like, okay, sure. Lord, I roll. We get it. You're gonna be in A New Hope. <laughs> I will nitpick this because I'm me. If you're watching along with us, the captions incorrectly identify Commander Cody as Commander Fordo. This is not Fordo. He has red armor. This is Cody, who has yellow armor. Or we could argue that he has gold. That is true. It's a gold stripe, not a yellow. Well, you know, you know, he was fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi at this point. So honestly, though, he likes Cody a little too much. Like, I'm not honestly, there's something going on. I'm not gonna say he doesn't not like it. Going on there. Like, like something's happening here. I mean, if any uh, any of the clones are gay, it's Cody. Uh yes. Yes. One hundred percent. I'm putting that in canon now. Yes. Canonically in my brain, Cody is the gay one uh there there are probably many gay ones well that's uh, true but what yes, is it? One cody in ten? is one of those <laughs> one in ten cody is one right. of those he, definitely one of those uh because he's definitely getting some of everyone on the side a little like bit, you yeah. know you're on deployment for months at a time you've been there a month already that's right and knowing you know, what we know from revenge of the sith you know only a gay clone would also want to kill their boyfriend too. So like, <laughs> this is at the risk of uh, inviting <laughs> some questions about my relationship. This is accurate. Right. Also in the revenge of the Sith novelization, Cody does a fucking one light, like a little quip before he fucking blasts Obi-Wan, which only a gay man can do. So we have decided, we have decided now that commander Cody is canonically a homosexual and yep. was, at the very least, in love with Obi-Wan Kenobi, if not just banging him. 
Like we've decided. For sure, for sure. We get a brief like thing on Kashyyyk and I only want to bring it up because again, they got the script for Revenge of the Sith. It was like, shit, we got to do Kashyyyk. Uh, the two Wookiees are named Tarkov is the dad mm-hmm. and the son is Jacoba okay. are the names. They are named after Gendi Tartakovsky and his son, Jacob. Clever. So this is him putting a little reference. Uh, they're named after Tartakovsky and his son. I just love the war sequences. It's like the the little monologue where the droids are like ravaging across the galaxy and like they're enslaving the different races. And like there's that great shot where they walk by the little Max Rebo elephants. Oh, and it's, it's so good. Like it's amazing visual storytelling. Like incredible. I just want to shout that out because I loved that so Mm -hmm. fucking much it made me feel one single emotion congratulations you found it we then get a sequence where dooku is sparring with grievous because um we got the script for revenge of the sith we found out that grievous was trained by dooku so we have to show uh dooku training grievous (laughs) right Uh, that's here for some reason sidious shows up with his weird janky teeth because that was a choice we made right bradley's doing like we don't release these zoom call recordings but in the camera bradley's trying to do the teeth like he's trying to twist his mouth like like i don't i don't get that character choice i I do not understand the choice i i truly do not yeah what is he wearing dentures just to like hide his identity like he's like probably like that would be a choice for the character if he like because yeah because if he completely changes his teeth yeah, that I just wouldn't make it difficult for him to. No, but it's not like the the dark side changes your teeth to be nasty. It just makes your eyes yellow. So, like, I don't know what that's all about, but it's a choice. We've already railed about it. Dooku's like, I we're gonna send or no, Sidious is like, we're gonna send Grievous on like a special mission, which mm, we're approaching Revenge of the Sith. I wonder what that is. Cut back to Anakin and Obi Wan getting a message from Palpatine and Mace Windu. And I noted here, they make a big deal of, oh, it's Grievous. Grievous is our enemy. We need to capture Grievous, which is super weird. Cause like, shouldn't they be after Dooku this hard? Yeah. Like I Grievous mean, I, is just yeah. in charge of the army. Dooku is in charge of the separatists. And they're like, right. Capturing Grievous would end the war. How? Dooku's still there. Yeah, he's the one people care about so like the only reason they say in revenge of the sith that killing grievous is going to end the war is because dooku has already been taken out right of the equation if they kill grievous now and dooku's still around dooku's just going to find another general right and then now that i'm thinking about it too like honestly shouldn't the events of revenge of the sith not even happen because like once dooku's taken out the separatists should just slowly fall apart like there shouldn't be like a just because Grievous is around to controlling the armies, like, eh, everybody's going to be like, okay, well, the guy we actually followed is no longer in power slash dead. So therefore, I mean, other than him being made a martyr, I guess, and like they have something to fight for themselves personally, I just don't, I don't know. It would, I guess. It would be curious to see what would have happened if the seduction of Anakin to the dark side had failed and the Clone Wars had continued after Dooku's death. Right. Because it does really feel like, especially in canon, it does really feel like he was, a lot of it was rallied around him. Like he had rallied a lot of the separatists around him. And Grievous was just like in charge of the droids. That was what he did. 
I mean, I'm not going to get too into it, but I, you know, I did read um, the Asajj Ventures book. Dark Disciple. Dark Disciple. Which and... I was recently on an episode of First Steps talking about. Right, and which I listened on to. Bradley relentlessly. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> which I listened to. Well, um, and well, um, I, uh, so I you... just want to say that I take back nothing that I said <laughs> on that podcast. Everything I said was uh, completely warranted, uh, and also fuck you, specifically. But one of the things that you guys brought up, I, I think it was what you guys brought up, was that they had their whole plot was like okay we need to kill dooku because if we kill dooku then the separatists will just fucking fall apart because they won't have anybody to rally against because they're all going to try to gain power for themselves Mm -hmm. and then they're all going to just fall the fuck apart because no one's going to be following anybody anymore it's just going to be like because it's like dooku is the one directing them to do the war crime right like he is relentlessly driving the separatists it's his Mm -hmm. vision that's doing it and taking him out the way they justify it is like taking him out would go a long way to ending the war right because they're going to remove their political figurehead right and plus grievous is going to die in like a year anyway because he's got terrible lung problems so you know his asthma is like insane so i just truly this is why (laughs) this is why you this is why you be careful about the amount of smoking you do kids exactly because you might turn into a cyborg and lead a droid army and kill a lot of jedi and we don't want to kill a lot of jedi so the moral lesson here is that cigarettes are bad because you don't want to kill the jedi moving on They tell them that, like, Grievous was sighted on the planet Nelvon. There's a little, like, interesting back and forth with Palpatine and Mace, where Mace is like, well, we don't have it confirmed. And Palpatine is like, well, we're very sure about it, so we're going to send your fleet over there anyway. So you send the whole fucking fleet uh, with the Venators, land on the planet. Uh, They get attacked by, like, a creature, and Anakin, like, kills it. And then, like, it turns out it was, like, part of a like trial for one of the planet's natives because mm-hmm. they he kills it and he looks over and this fucking like little kid is like throws his spear down in frustration as like god damn it you stole my kill and that's where this particular episode ends i have issues with this final scene <laughs> okay um specifically with the creatures i mean we're gonna get way more into it in the next chapter but i just had to bring it up here because it's a poignant part of my distaste of blue alien creatures that may or may not be represented in a movie that's about blue oh yeah alien creatures that we talked about this exactly the same So, uh, yeah, so Bradley asked on the break, because we were talking about this a little bit, he wanted to know whether or not this came first or uh, a small indie film called Avatar came first. (laughs) Well, Bradley, this beat Avatar by four years. Wow. Wow, James Cameron. Wow. Avatar, Avatar. um, It probably took him four years to make this. So, you know... (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at the Avatar uh, wiki page now, and, like, apparently he he claims to have written an 80-page treatment in 1994, Mm. uh, which I'm not sure how much I believe that. I don't buy it. You're Uh, hot off the Titanic press, and you're writing alien movies. Around 
around 2006 looks like when development for avatar really kicked up so gotcha this came first so james cameron uh, was watching clone wars and stole the idea (laughs) yes so this came first okay um no they are remarkably it's it's a very strange case of two creative teams reaching the same place kind of by accident yeah because it's blue skinned aliens on a planet that draw very heavily from indigenous cultures it's very it's very similar it's very interesting that you both arrived at the same place independently of each other i read an article back when the book of boba fett was doing its weird fucking awful thing that it does in episode three i read an article by an indigenous writer on the history of indigenous representation in Star Wars, which I believe mentioned these these aliens, mm-hmm. but I don't remember exactly what the article said. It might have just brought up that Star Wars had done this. Uh, we can talk a little bit more about it in just as far as the inspirations in the next episode when we see more of them. Cool. But they are going to be our primary uh, plot for Anakin and Obi-Wan for the next few episodes is going right. to be helping the... Uh, native creatures of this planet creatures just feels like the wrong word like the native aliens of this planet the navi yeah god i fucking hate james cameron so (laughs) i mean it's an n-word like literally like navi native but no melvi melvon melvians like navi melvians i'm just saying it's a little too close for comfort james like what are you doing James, James, because be honest, uh, be honest, you thought Avatar came first, didn't you? Uh, When I was watching this? Until I told you that it came, it came after. I think, yeah, I think retroactively, yes, I'm thinking, like, when I first saw this, I was thinking, oh, they copied Avatar or something, but but that's Mm -hmm. because I haven't watched this before I saw Avatar, so. And this is, this is why you have a show with me, a guy who relentlessly researches everything. Right. And fucks half of it up, which is why we have to have a section called The Thing Charles Fucked Up. We're going to have to talk about Avatar for a whole entire we 30 are, plus minutes, aren't we? we probably. <laughs> I'm just going to bitch about how much I hate Avatar. I hate that movie so much. I okay, hate that's it. That's all I'm going to say. So much. I promised you that we would not make this another hour long episode. Yeah. And in order to avoid doing that, I will avoid bitching about my exactly. hatred of Avatar. Okay. Uh, but I hate Avatar, and uh, I like this a lot better. Bradley, final thoughts on Chapter 22. I have no new voice actors for you. Okay. Well, final thoughts would be, um, we're definitely, like I said, in the endgame. Um, I like it. Uh, we're getting more of a longer story arc, for, especially in the next one. We're going to get a longer, like cohesive story versus little bits all hell breaks loose next episode yeah so next next time is where it gets interesting so i think uh i'll leave that a little cliffhanger exciting if you're watching along with us i wonder what is going to happen i mean it's if the last one felt like they needed to maneuver people to be where they were going to need to be to set up revenge. This is this one feels like they're maneuvering people into place to do the next three episodes. 
this one is the one where like, well, we have to put Obi-Wan and Anakin over in the outer rim and we have to put Grievous here and we have to put Dooku here. Like we have to set all this up. So the next time, cause the next episode opens with a bang and like we are right into the action, but it's, I like it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not my favorite block. I I'm more preferential to the stuff a little down the line. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Like it's basically maneuvered our people into place. So, all right, Bradley. Well, you and I are going to disperse for a few days and then come back. I don't know when we're going to record the next two episodes, but our listeners will be tuning in next week for another chapter. Run the, run the socials because you look like you need to go the fuck to bed. Thank you for listening to Gold Squadron Gates. Did Charles fuck something up? Email us and let us know at goldsquadrongaze at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at goldsquadgaze, and you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at goldsquadrongaze. Subscribe to us on YouTube at goldsquadrongaze, where we post this podcast as well as exclusive video content. Please join us next week and every week for another episode of Gold Squadron Games.